This is UI Therapy, Episode 1. Cue the music. Welcome to the UI Therapy Podcast. My name is Jake Hopking, and I'm a user interface design and development expert, online user experience consultant, digital product designer, and I'm also a keen photographer and complete coffee addict. Each week, you're going to learn actionable strategies, mindsets, tips, and tricks that will help you take the guesswork and confusion out of designing and building beautiful and intuitive user interfaces. This podcast is your secret weapon in cutting through the paralysis of tooling, framework, and methodology analysis. And now, onto this week's episode. In this first episode, I'll be outlining who's it for and what it's about, why am I creating this, what the format's going to be, a brief introduction about me and my background, a bit of a rant on the state of the UI industry, particularly the development side of things, and finally where you can get in touch and suggest ideas and give me criticism and the like. So who's it for? So obviously it's for UI developers and UI designers, but it's also for people who are interested in machine-human interaction. And that could be anything from your standard desktop application experience or smartphone application or smartphone OS through to, you know, more everyday household appliances like microwave ovens or your smart fridges or personal fitness trackers, they all have user interfaces. And behind each product has a team of UI designers and a team of UI developers. So if you fit into one of those three categories, then you will enjoy this podcast because I will be making it with you in mind. What's this podcast about? It's about user interfaces, of course. Beyond the obvious, it's going to be looking at technologies that are used in user interface design and development. It's going to be about the people making improvements in the industry. There's a lot of people that aren't making improvements, and maybe I'll get to that in a bit. It's going to be around you know, the general state of the UI in our space. Um, it's going to be covering tools languages, patterns, methodologies, and obviously uh, it's not just going to be about the web because, as I said before, the UI, UI isn't just websites or applications. It covers everything that we interact with on a day-to-day basis. So, yeah, for instance, in an upcoming episode, I'm going to be interviewing a games designer who's done a lot of research into user experience patterns that influence user interface decisions within the game. I guess an idea of what we'll, we'll be talking about. So basically anything with a screen that could, could really be talked about on this podcast. So it gives me quite a lot of scope. Outside of UI, I have interests in things like coffee, music production, photography, traveling and that kind of stuff. So occasionally I might somehow integrate some of that into it as well, mix it up a bit. I mean, and just because you're a UI designer or UI developer, or someone interested in those two things doesn't mean that you don't have other interests. So hopefully this can be a bit of a, a space for sharing more than just my my job and my career. 
and my expertise in those areas. But a bit more of that, maybe that will come in time as I get more comfortable with this medium because getting this down has been quite excruciating. Yeah, let me move on to the name of the podcast. Why UI therapy? Other than a, a subtle nod to above and beyond, if you you know what that is. It's, it's hard to say. I, I get a sense, maybe not get a sense. I get a feeling that there's a lot of discontent out there in the design and development space around user interfaces. You see it in social media, see, you know, see chains of or threads of angst and anger sometimes about the direction that things are going, the tools that are evolving. Uh, you see it in the dev chats and Slack Slack channels and forums even. I mean, that's still a thing, isn't it? Forums. I mean, sometimes I pop into a forum. People asking questions about, I'm confused, where? In Reddit groups. How do I do this? And which framework should I choose? What software should I use? Yeah, should I use TypeScript? Should I use should I use ES6? Should I use should I keep to ES5? Should I be using async? What what the fuck should I be using? It's so it's so confusing for everybody that's coming into this industry. And I mean, I've been doing this for, you know, 20 years now and it's not getting easier. You you think that as the industry as this medium primarily I'm talking about the web here is maturing you think that the tools would be maturing along with them, but it's not. It really isn't. I mean, the state of Node, for instance, and NPM is just fucked. Just trying to get a project up and running, if you're, if you're new to this, must be fucking in, incredibly frustrating. I mean, it, it does my head in enough for the time. I mean, trying to, trying, sometimes just trying to use a package that you found at NPM will raise a, an exception that leads you down a, a rabbit hole of other errors and exceptions that you spend three hours trying to figure it out and then you just fucking give up and that's from someone who's pretty good at javascript i mean i can i can do anything i want in it and sometimes you just want to pull your fucking hair out so anyway that's that that's a bit of a rant about the industry i mean i I'll, i will articulate that a little better as episodes go on but that's the reason for this name i want to do my bit to try and improve the state of things i want i want to improve it yeah i want to let people know those that are coming into this industry or those that are have only been in it for for a year or two or those that are just even thinking about joining it or getting into it that actually things don't have to be like this and actually they haven't been like this for most of well particularly in my experience most of the time it's actually been pretty pretty fun place to be it's been pretty easy been pretty approachable pretty i mean it's obviously been always been a learning curve and it's always been progressing and it's always been advancing and it's always been growing exponentially and that's possibly the problem here is that you know exponential growth suddenly gets to a point where it's out of control and i think we're we're in that in that space at the moment and i want this to be a platform for other people other experts other professionals that are feeling the same annoyance or frustration or whatever the particular adjective might be, that they can give a voice to those that are coming into this industry, that are just starting out, that are bashing their head against a wall, that are feeling 
like they are failing because they don't understand the latest framework and suddenly the whole UI development has just shifted completely or they're having to understand what the fuck is reactive programming and that's just standard Angular now. These are these are huge concepts and they're just being shoehorned into a framework. It's just it's getting difficult. So with that rant kind of off my chest a bit, you get a sense of my frustration. And if you can relate to that in any way, then I, I want to hear from you really. I want to talk to you. I want to bring you on and I wanna share your frustration with the community. I want to and it's a it's a big word to use, but I like to somehow get some movement going get some momentum behind bringing things back to a simpler way that's i think things don't need to be this complicated we don't need a new framework all the time we don't need new tooling all the time we don't need a new version of framework x or library y what we need is some cohesion and genuine best practice. We need our leaders and our industry influencers to be on the same page, fighting the same corner, helping to move everybody in the right direction. We shouldn't be pulling each other away from our common goal, which is, well, for my, what I believe, is to make the web a better place, make experiences of our applications and websites better for the users that's all obvious but we need to be also thinking about making things better for the people who work behind the scenes to bring those to the users i.e our ui developers our user interface designers and nurturing a a collaborative way of thinking and being supportive of each other rather than this tribalism that goes around new tools and new frameworks and new toys, basically. How will I do that? How do I plan to make a difference here? Well, in no particular order, I'll be, I'll be opinionated. I have been already probably for the last 10 minutes. I will share my experience and champion those that are doing what I believe is the right thing. I will try and get them on the show. I'll try and interview them. I'll try and learn from them. I'll try and get them to share with you and people coming into this, particularly from an early early point of their, their career or their, their journey in UI development or UI design and let them know that they are the light to follow. This is the way that makes sense, really. Let's all work in this way because that will make things better for everyone. Another way I'll try and do this will be by basically being uncool and suggesting that perhaps we look at the past and look at how things were working before and perhaps learn from that again. Because, I mean, as an example, I was always a huge advocate of the whole separation of concerns. And for people who don't know what that is, basically a web page is built out of three core technologies developers and designers are in control of. One is obviously HTML, the other one is CSS, and the last one will be JavaScript. And as a basic overview, for those who don't know what those things are either, HTML is for your content. 
So for instance, if you have a lot of text and a lot of images you need to display on a page, you need to wrap those in tags. And those tags are HTML tags. You'd have an image tag, or you'd have a paragraph tag, or you'd have a heading tag, or, or unordered list tags. Then to affect the styling, uh, how those things appear on the, the screen, how the colors are, and you know, how big the fonts are, and the background colors, and how, how there's a background image, or all that kind of stuff. That's all controlled by the CSS. And then finally, the last layer would be JavaScript, and that's used for adding rich interactions to a experience, website or application. So that's things like your image galleries or your accordion menus or your your fancy hamburger menus or all that kind of stuff. Now, as I said, they live in the old way of doing things on their own. There are three independent languages which come together to form a UI design on a web page. Now, because they're all independent and they're all defined languages with detailed specs, they're approachable on their own. You can come to a CSS file or a SCSS file, which is a more advanced form, which compiles down to CSS, and you understand it. If you learn CSS, you can open a CSS file and you can understand it. You can open a less file or a SES file or a SAS file or a stylus file, and you can understand what's going on. Same with a JavaScript file. If you know JavaScript, you can open up that JavaScript document in your IDE and you can read through it and you can understand what's going on. HTML is the easiest, of course. You just it's, you can just read it. But when you start combining the things into a single document and not just putting your styling at the top, your JavaScript to the top, and then your markup at the bottom, you're mixing it all up into what is essentially a mess. Unless you, unless you know what's going on, unless you know the framework, those three core technologies become unintelligible. And that's where I think the problem lies. I don't have a problem with using these three technologies, these three languages to create fucking cool shit and making experiences slick and responsive and snappy. And actually, I mean, I did rant about Angular before, just earlier, even though technically they aren't separate, they do at least allow three separate files within a component that separate these things. So that's one good aspect. Whereas there's a, I mean, you can do this stuff in React as well, but there's a movement now where people are writing their styles, their CSS, completely in JavaScript. And that's cool because you can have real CSS logic, but it's not being even written in a way that is easy. It's not the same as CSS. It's, well, it's different syntax for one. And also it has a lot of overhead to the developer as well, actually, because you're not sharing this CSS application wide. And I know that's the point of this to have them as component level state, but having to recreate your core styles for every single component isn't progress. It's a mess. So yeah, that's one example of what I think things are going wrong. Perhaps you get a sense of why that might be wrong or maybe you don't maybe you don't give a shit maybe for you this makes sense and i'm wrong maybe i am wrong but my point here is that 
we have core technologies. And if we're going to go in this direction, then that needs to become a standard. It can't just be one one group of developers that have decided to do so and then trying to make it cool for everyone to do, not really thinking about those coming in to the industry who have who are learning core stuff. And then suddenly they come into a project which is using React style components and they're like, what the fuck? I mean, <laughs> I mean, in this example, it's not actually that crazy. It's quite easy to use. But my point is that it's not the same and it's adding more complexity and more confusion to something that doesn't need to be this complicated. It doesn't need, we don't need it really. I mean, we can per- perfectly do the same thing without it. Why am I making this podcast? Well, I think you've got a sense of why from a personal point of view, I guess you could say passion about a certain way of doing things or a certain belief, a set of values about development and UI that I, f- I feel are getting lost a bit. That's That's been something that I've been getting more and more frustrated with for the, for many years. But why create a podcast now? Well, I was looking for a, a podcast that was covering the UI side in terms of design and development and not just the web and not just apps. I wanted to listen to a podcast that was broadly covering all design from a UI perspective and all development from a UI perspective, giving them equality in terms of airtime and appreciation, actually. Because that's another thing I think is really important is that UI designers and UI developers need to be a lot closer together in their working relationship and core understanding of their respective discipline. I mean, for a long time, in terms of web design history, we've been web designers. A web designer has been someone who can design a website and build it. And we've obviously moved away from that now. And we have core developers, front-end developers, and we have UI designers and then Going further, we have UX designers, UI UX designers. The problem I think now is that when the UX and UI journey finishes, that's it. There's no appreciation from the, the designers, at least, from some of the ones I've worked with. That's it. They don't care about the development side of things. They just finish their job and they hand over to developers and that's it. They get onto the next design job. And also on the flip side of that, actually, it's, it's probably fair to say that most developers don't do design at all. They don't understand design. They think it's pointless sometimes. But I think there could be a lot of value in bringing these teams, these disciplines, these people, these areas of expertise closer together again. Make it more of a focus, make it more of a standard approach to design development. And you see a lot in the startup space, for instance, a startup will want someone who can do both. And I think there's a lot of value in multidisciplinary jobs and positions and working environments. I think it, it's better for creativity. It's more, I don't know, you're more spontaneous. Yeah? If you're using both sides of your brain at the same time, you're going to have more insights. You're going to have a better understanding of the user and the client and the technologies that bring these, these two audiences together. If you're just in your own little world and you don't understand the other side of the same equation, essentially, I mean, UI design and development, they're the same. They, they should be one, but they're not really anymore. There's, as I said before, there's designers and there's developers. And I want, I would like for us to be closer. I mean, I'm, I do both. I've been doing both for 20 years. I never stopped developing and I never stopped designing. There's been periods of my professional history where I focused more towards design. And there have been periods of 
my professional history where I have focused almost entirely on development, years at a time. But I've never given up on site. I've never stopped completely. I mean, if I've, if I've been doing contract work on the development side, I've still been designing things in my personal side or talking to the designers on those projects and then actually working with them. Or I think that's one of the biggest values about developer that really understands design. You can give that developer a rough, well, you can give them one design, one mock-up, and then they can in, in, interpret it very, very well and they can build out a whole application based on a single design. But if you give a developer that has no appreciation for aesthetics and no understanding of UI design and mock-up, they'll be able to do that mock-up perfectly, but then their ability to translate that into further pages and abstractions will be lost, it'll be impossible for them. So I think probably more important for developers to understand design than it is for designers to understand development. I think it's important as well for designers to understand how developers work and what the limitations are of frameworks and what the limitations of languages are. I think that, I think it's actually, that is really important because it, it really helps with the design side. I mean, from, again, for personal experience and from working with others in, that have a similar kind of background to me, is that when you're designing things, you know how that's going to be built. You know what's possible. So when you're creating stuff, you're creating mock-ups, developers don't come back to say, how do I build that? How can I do that? It's not possible. You don't waste that time. You don't have, then the designer doesn't have to go back and redesign it because they didn't understand how the development process works. So I think there's a lot of value in bringing these two disciplines back together in some shape or form. I'm not, not suggesting that everyone needs to be, you know, proficient coder to also, every designer needs to be a proficient coder or, or every developer has a strong background in typography and color theory and, or fonts. But just, I guess, some, some core understanding and appreciation for both sides. I think everyone should have. So that's the why. It's a long why. I, mean, I can't believe I've been talking at this microphone, maybe ranting at it for quite so long. But editing will help, I'm sure. I'll get down to my target. I was going to talk about my background, but actually I covered quite a bit of that already. And I don't think it's worth spending any more time on that, on that actually. I mean, maybe in the future, if, if there's somehow someone wanting to know more about my history, then I'm going to share, of course. I guess on to the format and the frequency of the podcast. I plan to do a weekly release. It may be maybe twice a month, but I would like to do once a week. And yeah, the format will ideally in time as I can get some in, get some guests on the show and get some interviews going, then primarily be interview based because I want to, as I said already, I don't want it to be a diatribe from me to towards the industry. I would like to be more, more inclusive than that. I would like to get people on maybe if they, and if they don't share my same opinion, I'd like them to tell me why. And I would, I would like to, yeah, I'd like to learn potentially why I'm wrong. If I am wrong. I mean, if you can't be open to other, other opinions and fight your corner, then I think you're a lost cause. So I would like to be challenged on my beliefs and yeah, I'm happy to fight, happy to fight for them. And, but I'm also happy to step down if I feel that I'm wrong. Um, yeah. So 
there'll be the occasional solo diatribe. There'll be primarily interviews. Um, I'd like to share some of my case studies from my personal experience and my some of my client work. I think things have a lot I've learned along the way, some user experience stuff, maybe not so much user experience stuff. But I mean, I, I, I have a strong appreciation for user experience, but it's not something that fires me up. Yeah, UI stuff. I love creating component libraries, star guides. So there'll be quite a bit of that, I think. I'll do some reviews. I'll do reviews of not necessarily cutting edge stuff, but I think I'll do some reviews of things that are that are proven, that have been around for a long time and are still being used a lot today. And perhaps, you know, give some focus and some attention to stuff that's already out there, stuff that already works really fucking well. And let's maybe, you know, learn from that. If we're going to, I mean, there's nothing wrong with creating something new if it's better, but creating stuff new for the sake of it is a waste. So if we can learn from all this amazing stuff that we've already have and it's still going and then create something new that is genuinely better, then great. I'm all for that. Um, yeah, I think that kind of covers it all. Thank you. <laughs> if you've got to the end of this and you are still listening, um, I think you deserve a pat on the back. Deserve a, deserve a pint from me at least anyway. I think I'm impressed <laughs> that you got to the end. I'm as impressed I got to the end actually as well. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening. I'm massively appreciative of your time. Um, genuinely, genuinely honoured that you spent, if you've got to this point, 30 odd minutes listening to me rant at, <laughs> rant at your ears and give me your time. That's super awesome. Really cool actually. So yeah, if you want to get in touch, and yeah, you can head to the website, which is uitherapy.fm. On there, you can sign up to the newsletter. I will send out probably a newsletter once a week with, you know, stuff I've learned this last week with um, tips, tricks, and something behind the scenes stuff or some like extra interview things or some things that didn't make it to the, to the podcast, some like extra cuttings or some photographs or if I'm at an event, photographs and that kind of thing there's also a google form on the website that you can use to you know give me some suggestions or share your ideas yeah i'd love to hear your ideas really what you want to what you want this podcast to be i mean i, I know what i want it to be but i don't it's not all about me <laughs> i'd like it to be about you and what you want to learn and if i can help you understand stuff that you're struggling with or if I can help in, if I can help you in those kind of ways, that'd be great. If you have any guests that you'd like me to approach or any guests that you know would, would like to be on the show, or perhaps even you would like to be on the show. If you're a professional UI designer or UI developer or someone who's associated to this or has some pretty cool insights into this, these spaces, that, but it isn't necessarily a UI designer developer then yeah cool i'd love to have you on please get in touch yeah you can get hold of me on twitter the podcast is ui therapy there's also on instagram with the same name um you can send an email to the show which is show at uitherapy.fm yeah awesome thank you so much for your time and i will see you again next week with something less ranty and something more educational something more useful something more tangible Show notes for this episode can be found at uitherapy.fm. 
If you enjoyed listening, one really easy way to support this show is to leave a quick rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts, as it really helps other people find the show. If you have any feedback or questions for this or any other episodes, you can reach me on Twitter, at UITherapy, or I'm at Jake Hopking. Or you can send an email to show at uitherapy.fm. Thanks so much for listening to UITherapy, and I'll catch you next time. Cheerio. (laughs) Cheerio.